For those of you who don't know, Miss Beth here is now a teacher. Hi guys, call me Miss Walsh. Okay, I won't be doing that. Um, do you have a Do you have a funny story for us? Um, I have the greatest story ever. Okay, so I'm in my second week of teaching fourth grade, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm living my life. I'm like, I am killing it. I'm doing so good. I'm like feeling my teacher self. So my kids come in. <laughs> my kids come in one morning. And they're doing great, whatever. I send them to recess. And I'm like, bye, little angels. Like, you're doing great. I send them to recess. They line up from recess. And the campus aide is like, Miss Walsh, can I talk to you for a second over here? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, whatever you need, obviously. Yeah. So I go to her. And she's like, what are we going to do about Jane? Not her real name. Because, hello, I'm a professional. What are we going to do about Jane? (laughs) And Mm, what is Jane doing? I have no idea, but I'm trying to play it cool. Like, um, like I don't, I don't know. Like, what do you, what do you think we should do about her? Like, was she, was she no. doing something at recess? Like, is there a problem? You know? And she's like, oh, well, I'm talking about the fact that she's not wearing any pants. Um, <sighs> oh, where are her pants? Why are her pants off? I need more answers. Friend, I look over, and this girl <laughs> has no pants on. <laughs> She has a she has a she has a hoodie. She has a big hoodie on and under it no pants. Yeah. No pants, just the big hoodie and that's it. And so she says that to me and I'm like, "Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I noticed the no pants situation obviously because I'm a professional." And so I was going to ask you what you think we should do about the no pants situation. Oh, you Watch- flipped it on her. <laughs> Long story short, we sent no pants Jane to the office to get some pants, but it just humbled me real quick. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Did she come to school with no pants? That's how she arrived. And did I notice? No. So now I'm going to have to hold pants checks in my classroom. Good morning. Do you have your pants on? <laughs> Daily check-in. <laughs> Are you wearing pants? <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Ash. And I'm Beth, or Miss Walsh, like whatever you prefer. It's, I don't know, it's not important. Oh my god. And, and we're lost. Obviously, I'm super lost. Today, I'm going to be talking about sleep paralysis because what the hell is that shit, dude? (laughs) I have no idea. What is it? Me neither. So for those of you lucky enough to never experience this horrible, horrible thing, sleep paralysis is a sleep disorder that occurs when you're waking up or falling asleep. In this state, you are unable to move or speak, and it typically lasts for about 20 seconds to a few minutes. During a paralysis episode, people feel a weight on their chest, have difficulty breathing, see or feel a presence in the room, and feel as though they are going to die. Funny, like, if you're talking about demons, just say demons. You know what I mean? You're talking about, like, being haunted? <laughs> Ghosts? Yeah, so, like, that's funny that story. you say that. Yeah. So, for example, one might see a demon, and that demon might call them a c- in their scary demon voice and slam the door when you don't respond to them. And that's super specific because that shit has happened to me. 
Oh, Hi, my name's my. Ashton, and I have sleep paralysis. <laughs> yeah. That is so scary. Has that really happened to you? Yes. I've had it since I was 18. Oh, my God, dude. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. I've never had it. It is terrifying. My name is Beth, and I have never had sleep paralysis. Yeah, you're one of the lucky ones. About four out of ten people experience it. And the major cause of sleep paralysis is said to be lack of sleep, but other things cause it too, like sleeping on your back, stress, medications, and other sleep disorders. So just because you haven't gotten it yet, well, you might still get it. Don't try to put that on me, dude. Okay. Don't, yeah, don't try to, mm-mm. I'm fine. I'm, I feel good. Okay, but legend has it that when you speak of the sleep paralysis demon, which we'll get into in a second, it comes and sits on your chest at night. So you might just get it, girl. So just from talking about it, I'm more likely to experience it. Yep. That's legend has it, though. What What's the rule if, like, I fall asleep with TV on because I don't like being alone with my thoughts? Like, does that help with the whole sleep paralysis thing? Right. I feel like that's something we need to dive into in, an, in another episode. But different there are people that fall asleep with the TV on. Yeah, different podcast. Different podcast, girl. Um, there are people that fall asleep with the TV on and the static will cause them to go into sleep paralysis. So be aware of that. There's like a, a TV is defaulting to static in 2021. Okay. But there, there are people that claim to not have cable at all. And yet they'll have, they'll fall asleep with the TV on, wake up to the static knowing that they don't have cable. Okay. Tell me the story. Cause they're haunted. Yeah. They're haunted. <laughs> Okay, so there are two parts of every sleep cycle. Rapid eye movement, also known as REM sleep, and non-REM sleep. During non-REM, you go through three stages of sleep. In each stage, your breathing pattern becomes more rhythmic and you are less likely to wake up. Next is REM sleep. This is when all of your dreaming happens and your body is put in a temporary state of paralysis. This prevents you from acting on your dreams and hurting yourself. If you awake suddenly from REM sleep, That paralysis may still be in effect, even though you're fully conscious. This is where sleep paralysis happens. You're basically glued to your bed, but you're able to look around your room if you're brave enough. I fucking shut my eyes, dude. That's just scary as hell. That's so scary. I know. Okay. All right. Now that we got the boring sleep science stuff out of the way, let's talk demons. Wait, I have a question about boring sleep science stuff. Fine. If you're like... (laughs) <laughs> Thanks. Um, so <laughs> Dr. Ash, um, you know when you're like <laughs> you know when you're like falling asleep and you have the feeling that you're falling? Yeah. Like that happens to me all the time right before I fall asleep. Like I feel like I'm falling and I kind of like jolt myself awake. Same. Do you know where that is in the sleep cycle? That's a really good question. I believe it's in non-REM sleep. She doesn't look super confident. I know. No, but in REM sleep, that's when, like, there's a chemical that releases in your brain that causes, like, your limbs to kind of paralyze, right? So in non-REM sleep, you're more likely to, like, fidget and stuff. But that also happens to me a lot. I hate it. It's the worst. I hate it, too. Okay. Just wondering. So this phenomenon has always been connected to the paranormal. If you take a look back at old paintings and lore across cultures, you can see a similar theme where there's always a dark figure in the room or an old witchy creature on someone's chest and mentionings of spirits and demons. The earliest clinical description of sleep paralysis was made in 1664 by a Dutch physician. This is what he recorded in his notes. She believed the devil lay upon her and held her down that she was choked by a great dog or thief lying upon her breast so that she could hardly speak or breathe. 
He diagnosed his patient with incubus, which is a demon in male form who lies upon sleeping women in order to engage in sexual activity with them. Very kinky, very spooky. Not, yeah, disgusting. I feel like I've heard of him, though, in, like, demon movies. (laughs) Okay, my thing is, also, though, why is a physician solving this poor girl's problem with a lore? Like, (laughs) sir, I came for you for help. You're going to tell me that a demon just lying on me? Like, no, give me medicine. Isn't it the 1600s? Yeah, he doesn't like, have it. He doesn't. He's not a doctor. He's, he, it, he's a physician. No, he probably is also like the town blacksmith. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's like a witch doctor. Yeah. Okay. In Canada, Eskimos say sleep paralysis is caused by the spells of shamans who hinder the ability to move and provoke hallucinations of a shapeless presence. In the Japanese tradition, it's caused by a vengeful spirit who suffocates his enemies while sleeping. And in Nigeria, they believe a female demon attacks during dreaming and provokes paralysis. I can literally go on and on about, like, what every culture thinks this is, but I feel like you get the gist, right? Rude shadow figure. Yeah, I feel like I get it. But that's crazy, though, because they all have, like, some kind of common basis, right? So, like, everyone's experiencing their own version of the same thing. That's crazy. Yeah. Something that's always fascinated and terrified me about sleep paralysis is that different people report seeing the same things. There's always a faceless shadow figure at the foot of the bed or a gray-haired woman. Um, One of the most reoccurring shadow people is the man in the top hat, also known as Hat Man. (laughs) That's terrifying. There was a scary show that had a hat man. It's not relevant. That's terrifying. Maybe. There's like somebody in a hat who's like a scary tall creature. That's yeah, the Babadook. Yeah. Hat Man has male-defined characteristics. I'm picturing like a chiseled jaw moment, right? No, I'm, I think it's just like tall and slender and gross. Okay, well, he wears a fedora and a trench coat. A fedora? Yeah, Inspector Gadget vibes, you know, like fashionista. A tall Bruno Mars in my room? What are you doing here? <laughs> a tall Bruno Mars. <laughs> Some accounts say that he has red eyes and a blurry face or red skin or just like a dark face that they can't make out. And they describe him as being six feet tall, which I'm like, kind of a babe. Right? I, I don't want to be that mad. I could do it with the fedora, though. Oh, he has red eyes and blurred skin. <laughs> and because he's six feet tall, you're about it. Yeah. Okay, let me just let me come back from that. That's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, so in my research, I read a lot of different sleep paralysis stories. And I think it's only fair that I traumatize you like they traumatize me. So I'm gonna read you some of my favorite sleep paralysis stories. Yeah, please. First one we have is actually about the hat man. This is my personal experience of the hat man. My first and so far the only encounter I have experienced of him was a couple years ago. I went through a terrible breakup and was living alone in my apartment. My experience happened a couple weeks before moving back into my parents so I can go back to school. I came home late from work one night and it was about 11 a.m. I fell asleep on the couch and next thing I know I'm woken by a somewhat loud tapping noise. By this time, it's about 4 a.m. I didn't think much of it due to the fact that it was probably my cat doing something in in another room. I got up from the couch to move into my bed. I went back to sleep for 30 minutes till I woke up to the same tapping noise. I opened my eyes and looked around the room and I saw this man standing in the doorway just staring at me. I couldn't even move an inch. I was terrified. 
I thought someone just broke into my apartment. This man was wearing a trench coat and wearing a hat. He was all black. You could not see through him. He got closer to me and came right up to my face, and it felt like he was holding me down. As I stared at him, all I saw was pure blackness. No eyes, no nose, just nothing to his face. It was all black. He spoke to me. He spoke, I'm watching you and will always watch you. I felt my heart drop and he disappeared after saying that and the pressure from him holding me down that I felt from him disappeared. I immediately got up and turned all the lights on in my apartment and looked everywhere to make sure no one was in my apartment. I was unable to sleep in my apartment for the remaining weeks I had. I stayed up every night and got very little sleep till I moved out. To this day, when I think about this encounter, I can't stop thinking about the words he spoke to me in the deep tone that he spoke in. Friend, that's so scary. That happened to you? I didn't. No, that's not me. This is someone from the internet. Oh, you definitely introduced this like this happened to you. No, I said as I in my research, I found these stories. I really feel like you were like, this one is my own personal experience. No, I said this one's about the hat man. You need to listen, girl. Okay. Yeah, they, you said this one is my own experience about the hat, my one and only experience with the hat man. No, that's how it started. This is my personal experience with the hat man. Okay, this is the next one. I'd woken up in my dorm room. It was a stormy night around four in the morning and still quite dark though there was yellowish-orange light from a street lamp outside. The window at the foot of my bed had been left cracked open and was banging in the wind. I got up to shut it and stumbled back to bed, lying on my right side facing the wall with my eyes closed. It began with tactile hallucinations. I felt as if a pair of slightly clammy hands with thick fingers were gently stroking my face, in particular my lips, eyes, and ears, and prodding at my mouth. Can we take a second? That sounds yeah, let's please disgusting. Stop. He's being touched by some kind of like I'm picturing like a squid man, which I don't I don't feel like I should be picturing that. But like, Ew. is it clammy? Clammy hands with thick oh, fingers. That's disgusting. Yeah, I'm picturing like a sea creature meets a man. Pervert. Okay. Eventually, this feeling gave way to prickly pins and needles all over my body, and I felt very cold and buzzing as if I were electrified or covered in static shocks. At the same time, a heavy ringing began in my ears, very loud and in an even tone. It was at this point I got the sensation that there was someone else in the room, very close to me. I was able to open my eyes, and I felt this weight pressing down on the left side of my ribs and shoulder. The light from the street was blocked by a shadow and I realized the shadow had a solid form, a squat creature with cat-like features and claws, though humanoid and compact. It was about three or four feet tall, sitting on top of me. It had pointed ears and yellow pale eyes with no pupils. I couldn't distinguish its face beyond the outline and its glowing eyes. I knew it was a demonic force of some sort and I tried to scream. I felt the air leaving my throat, but only heard a faint whimper. I don't know how long it lasted, but eventually the apparition was gone and I was able to move. I got up and turned on my bedside light and sat up until dawn. That's terrifying. It sucks because you literally can't move. You just have to wait. What, how did he describe how it looked? Like he couldn't see its face. It has yellow uh, eyes. And what else? It looks like a cat or something? It had cat-like features and claws. But it's humanoid and compact. 
It's like this tiny little squid Ew. cat. The fact that you felt it clawing at you. Yeah. That's disgusting. And terrifying. Gross. So this next one I find funny and terrifying. So. Not so long ago, I had my first visual sleep paralysis. Before that, it was basically just me not being able to move and lying on my bed like, what now? A short girl in a white dress was right next to my bed. I was surprised as she laughed looking at the floor, so I started laughing with her. Or at least I felt like I was laughing. I could actually hear myself. She immediately started laughing louder, and I felt uneasy and shocked for a second because she reacted to my laugh. I went on and raised my voice a bit too, only for her to get even louder. We continued playing this game for 5 to 10 seconds. Then we stopped at the same time. I was already fascinated by that time. How could it seem so real? Anyways, when I tried to touch her with my foot, she disappeared and I can actually move again. She didn't teleport away instantly, but slowly morphed into nothing. It was interesting. Can you imagine? I think the word she's looking for is terrifying. Okay, I can't stop thinking about this, right? When this is happening to somebody, and like as scary as it is for them, if it's all in their imagination or whatever, if I were to come in, and that's my friend having a laugh off with no one, I'm <laughs> so scared of her. Just eyes wide open, just like, <laughs> and then and then silence, and then she laughs louder. Like, what am I watching? That's so scary. That's really funny. I, I never thought of having that perspective. Coming in. I would slowly back out of the room. Like, I nope. would be like, what are you, sis, what do you, oh, should I go? I should go. Should You're I clearly go? doing something with somebody and it's not me and there's no one here. <laughs> and I'm scared. I'm disturbed. I'm leaving. Yeah, that one's actually the scary. Like, I could see why it's funny, but I think that one's the scariest one. That's scary. Yeah. That, that's very ghost-like. Like, who is this girl in a little dress? Yeah. Like, why are you trying to kick her with your foot? Don't move. Don't laugh with her. I would kick her with my foot. I would try to punch her. Are you kidding? I'd be pissed. Get out of my room, dude. The last one is a fucking banger. Okay. I'm going to really try to read it as they wrote it because it's so funny. I wish you could see the screen. There are emojis. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Ready? First of all, let me start by saying I haven't gotten sleep paralysis in a while. I've been getting it this week because of stress, and I think last night I got it because I took a nap earlier that day. It's a trigger. I think I got sleep paralysis a total of three times. I fell asleep, woke up, boom, sleep paralysis. But I wasn't freaked out yet until I heard him. This man with the calmest voice telling me to calm down. The voice was clearer than my subconscious and honestly felt like his voice was surrounding me. Like y'all, I could hear the spit when you open your mouth, like, like I don't know, hopefully y'all understand, lol, ASMR type beat. He calmed me down, but then he started checking things off, like if he was checking if my body had the right functions. I was like, hold on, wait a minute, this is not right. I said, hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. And I got out of sleep paralysis. I was like, that's odd. Let me go back to sleep. And y'all, I get it again. This time, the voice wasn't surrounding me. It was my subconscious. This absolutely freaked me out because I didn't even have my own thoughts anymore. He was still doing the checklist and was moving my eyes and blinking and he moved my vision too far to the left. And at one point, we seen a tall shadow. He was like, what was that? He was trying to make sure if it was a hallucination or not. And I just didn't want to know. So I got out of sleep paralysis. 
Anyways, I'm sure my mind was playing games with me. Well, at least I hope so. Y'all imagine I start hearing his voice now. Nah, let me knock on wood. <laughs> it sounds like at the end of that, he's he just has his own inner monologue going, right? Like, he moved my eyes too far to the left. Like, bro, you looked too far left. And then you saw something, and then you were like, what was that? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, it's his own voice. <laughs> I think, I think at first it was, like, an outer voice. But then he felt like it was inside his head. Yeah, then he, like, got out of sleep paralysis, and then he went, went back into sleep paralysis, and it was, like, in him. But really, it was just his own The entire thought. time. Yeah. I'm fucking know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's all I got for you, really, for sleep paralysis. Just, just like, five <laughs> different stories across the board of people seeing these freaking demons. Yeah, pretty much. Should we get into theories? I mean... Or do you have any thoughts? What do you think so far? I think... I don't know, friend. It's freaking crazy. It's really hard to understand for someone who's never had it. And I literally only heard about it last year. So... Even, oh my god, really? I never even knew it was a thing. Yeah, someone told me about their experience and I was like, what are you talking about? You're haunted, bro. And they were like, no, <laughs> Google it. And then I looked it up and then I fell into this little like rabbit hole of all these people who have sleep paralysis and I still don't really get it. Like I don't get what causes it. I don't get – I mean we'll get into it with theories, but yeah, it still just trips me out. Every story trips me out because it sounds so realistic what these people are experiencing. It's wild. You might get it, honestly. We're talking about it. I think I see the hat man right behind you. What is that? Don't put, right. Just kidding. Don't put that on okay. me, sis. I see that little squid cat in the corner of your room coming for you. <laughs> Squidward? <laughs> okay. Let's get into theories then. Let's do it. So there are really only two theories here. And the first one is that this is a supernatural phenomenon, which I like. I'm leaning towards that one like because that that's fun. Mm-hmm. Like I said, across cultures and centuries, people believe that sleep paralysis is caused by a spirit, demon, and more recently, aliens, which I've totally had to sleep paralysis where I could have sworn that aliens were messing with me. That sounds cool. Let's talk about that later. Um, Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so we have the hat man who is also seen by people who are fully awake, which is another mystery within itself. Mm -hmm. That's fucking creepy as hell. It's so weird. I know. We have the old hag, um, which is another common sleep paralysis creature. That's, <laughs> that's a her name. harsh. That's a little no, harsh. No, that's what I know, but that's what they call her, the old hag. She she has many forms and many names, but that's what like people have coined. That's the that's honestly why she's haunting their asses. Don't call her that. Just call <laughs> her like the cute little old lady and she won't come for you. You hear that? No. Cute little old lady. She's mad. She's mad. Um, so yeah, she's a dark figure that can bring about auditory hallucinations, strange voices, ringing, buzzing, scraping, and laughing sounds. Something really eerie about her is that she is mentioned in religious literature, but as Lilith, who I believe was Adam's first wife before Eve, and then like he kicked her to the curb. And then she she goes to hell after that. Yeah, so she's basically been bitter and petty for like 4,000 years and just terrorizing people in their sleep. Dude, she's 100% going to come for your ass tonight. <gasps> Lilith, Lilith. If, if you're there, it's it's me, Beth. I'm Wait, your girl. Please stop. I'm your girl. I'm scared. <laughs> please stop. Um, another popular supernatural belief is that during sleep paralysis, aliens are studying you or trying to abduct you, which is terrifying and also really cool. I'm down for some alien action. I don't like that one because then that means they don't want me, which, like, excuse you, aliens. <laughs> oh, because I haven't had it? I've never had it. They might. Yeah, they might. 
Um, a lot of people see alien beings while they're being while they're in sleep paralysis, and some have out of body experiences where they are floating above their body. When I had my own personal alien sleep paralysis moment, I fully believed I was going to be abducted. Like that's how real it seemed. I saw a super tall gray being next to my bed near my legs. And at this point in the night, I was super pissed because it had been like the third time I was in sleep paralysis. <laughs> you were just annoyed of it at this point. You're not even scared. I, I was pissed. I was, yeah. I usually ignore the noises and close my eyes because I don't want to see anything creepy. But before the third round of sleep paralysis, I was hearing voices. And it was weird because it wasn't English what I was hearing. Like I knew it was an alien voice in my brain. Like I already knew what was happening. I'm like, that's you guys are talking about me, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, you're not speaking English. That's not cool, bro. Like, what do you want? Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I think at that point, I felt something bend near my face, bend down near my face. Mm-hmm. And I started talking shit in my head because you can't speak. I mean, you can, but it's really hard. So I started just saying, like, you know, like, you guys need to leave me alone. Like, leave my room. I don't want you here anymore. And the presence got super angry with me. And I started shaking my leg <laughs> and it just vibrated until I woke up. Can, can did you, you it? Did you kind of, did you scare it away or it got mad at you and then what? It got mad at me and it started touching my leg to the point where it was just like pulsating. Oh, it was, it was touching your leg and making it do that. Yeah. I mean, in my, that's what I saw and felt. Like I felt its hand go on my leg and just shake it. And I'm like, okay, I'm done now. Let me go to sleep. You don't even care anymore. You're on a whole other level of sleep paralysis. You know what I mean? Yeah. It happens and you're like, what do you want now, bitch? Like, I'm tired. Get out. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally me. That's how how many times I've had it that I'm just like, okay, I get it. You're trying to scare me. Guess what? I'm not scared. Hop in bed with me, bro. Let's cuddle. Crazy. <laughs> so the second theory is the old boring science explanation. Basically. Your brain is glitching between wakefulness and REM sleep. And like I mentioned earlier, REM sleep is where all your dreaming happens. And this is when your body is paralyzed to keep you from acting out those dreams that you're having. So that switch to completely wake you up fails, causing your body to stay paralyzed, but your mind to wake up and be aware of what's happening. Mm -hmm. Right? So your eyes are open. It's pretty much the only thing you can move. And because you're in this dream state, your dreams kind of like trickle into reality. I mean, okay, but everyone who's experiencing sleep paralysis are having the same dream. How's the top hat in like freaking hundreds of thousands of dreams? Right. So I also have that same question. Mm -hmm. So psychologists say that these hallucinations are influenced by a person's culture. So like the hat man sounds a lot like Freddy Krueger, right? He had a fedora, trench coat. He was haunting people's dreams. I mean, I guess. I feel like the stripes are pretty important, but... No. It can all just be like, I don't know, what's in your subconscious. And also, people that are aware of sleep paralysis, I'm sure they've read what happens during sleep paralysis, so they already kind of have like an idea of what the experience is going to be like. Yeah. Do do they get into, like in the scientific explanation, why some people get it and why some people don't? Like, I, I know that you're more susceptible to it if you've heard of it, but is it like if you're stressed or if you're going through like a tough time or like, you know, some of the stories said that. Yeah. So sleep paralysis is pretty much triggered by stress, lack of sleep. It's also, I found out can be genetic, Oh shoot. but 
when I tell my mom about it, she doesn't believe me, so I don't think she's ever had it. <laughs> but yeah, it, it all comes down to just getting enough sleep. Also, alcohol can trigger it. Was that, was that so like, like a, I said, like call me out. Was that a personal attack or do you have something to say to me? No, I'm saying alcohol can trigger it. What flavor white claw are you drinking? <laughs> no, like lemon. Who cares? I'm just saying, I don't know. That's so weird. I, like I've been stressed. There's been times where I haven't got enough sleep. I love alcohol. Love it. And that's, I don't know. That's so weird how it happens to some people and it doesn't happen to others. And I don't love the explanation about the whole cult, like cultural affiliation. I don't love that. I don't think I've ever thought of a hat man in my life. No, I've never seen the hat man. Oh, who have you seen? I don't think I've... Aliens and what else? Because I close my eyes when it happens, I don't see anything. I feel presence. I f- I'll feel someone, like, check in to see if I'm awake and they'll lean in. Like, one morning, I remember, the same morning with that fucking rude-ass shadow figure that called me the C-word. Mm-hmm. I thought it was my mom that came into my room and to check to see if I was awake because I felt her, like, bend down. Like, I- but I, clo- I had my eyes closed, but I felt her close to my cheek, like, gonna give me a kiss before she left. Mm-hmm. So you you don't open your eyes to see what it is because you already know what it is. Like, yeah, you already know it's sleep paralysis. Exactly. I'm not trying to deal with the trauma. <laughs> like, it's already trauma within itself, but like, no, I'm not going to. I don't want to look at a yellow-eyed demon. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, a tiny cat. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Um, but I don't like either answer. You know what I mean? That it's like you're either haunted or it's like this totally normal thing that can be explained because – I don't know. I still have a lot of questions. I I think the fact that people are seeing the same common figures doesn't make any sense to me. I feel like that's crazy all over the world, you know? But I don't know. Scientists say you can hallucinate, then I guess you can to that extent. It's crazy. I guess number two, I don't like it still, but I feel like science always wins. So if science says, like, Beth, this is what it is. It's freaking possible. Like, I love science. So like, okay, I guess, but I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, science doesn't really have a definite answer to what's happening to these people. Mm-hmm. But because I have it, I don't want to believe that it has anything to do with the paranormal because that would just freak me out. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'm, I am down for aliens, though. Like, come and pick me up, dude. Pick me up. I mean, I don't know if I, when they said the whole, like, Lilith thing and then, like, Lilith was... I don't want that. Lilith can not enter my room. <laughs> it feels paranormal-ish. You know, but I feel like whatever helps you sleep at night and not experience it. So yeah, I vote science. It's totally normal, friend. Everybody gets it. Don't worry. Nobody gets it. It's their number one. Shut up. <laughs> I know how you can get it if you want to experience it. Hard pass. Okay. Well, if if anyone at home hasn't experienced it and is curious, sleep on your back, and that's all I have for you. Just sleep on your back, and you'll get it. Don't be afraid. Be afraid. Be afraid. Did you guys hear any of the stories? Be freaking afraid. She just wants like she just wants like a partner with her to experience this. Don't do it. <laughs> Sleep on your stomach, everybody, immediately. All right, well, good night. Sweet dreams. <laughs> and that was the mystery of sleep paralysis. Beth, what are we talking about next week? Do you know? You sure don't. Damn. It's okay. Beth's gonna come next week and tell us a really good, juicy, mysterious story. Yeah, I do know. I just don't even want to tell you guys. You know what I mean? It's like a mystery and it's like really good. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Where Lost Podcast. If you have any suggestions 
for a mystery that you want us to tell, email us at we'relostpodcasts at gmail. And yeah, sleep tight. (laughs) Sweet dreams. Bye, guys. Bye.